Looking to save your hard-earned cash? Fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living and want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Thompson. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. Yes, episode 60 of the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast series, all about helping you save money, putting that money back where you want it, in your bank account, in your savings account, in your wallet, in your purse. That's what it's all about, the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast series, and a whole array of great money-saving ideas in our back catalogue, so check those out. If you're a first-time subscriber, hello, nice to have you on board with us. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your family. Mrs. Mean is Lindsay Cook, Mrs. Mean is back in the studio, and looking meaner than ever, Mrs. Mean. Absolutely. You have to be. We're getting ready for winter, so we have to be mean. Got to be mean. Got to be mean. And if there's anybody who can give you a first-class lesson in being mean, it's Mrs. Mean herself. Right. Electric vehicles, EVs today, that's what we're talking about. We're going to focus our attention on electric vehicles because they've been promoted to reduce carbon emissions for many years, as we know, and uh, for many users as a cheap way to travel. But the financial disadvantages, Mrs. Mean, of driving an EV are fast outweighing the benefits for the planet aren't they? They are. The initial cost is high, but sales of new petrol and diesel cars were going to be banned from 2030. Governments pushed that back to 2035. And I thought it time to look at the advantages of electric cars. And there seem to be fewer and fewer. And we really have to do our homework if we're going to make sure we get the advantages of using electricity instead of petrol. Am I right in saying that Tesla had started to bring down their prices of their model range? But a lot of the other manufacturers, you know, if you want to go and test drive an EV, great. You look at the price tag, you think, wow, that's that's a lot of money. But Tesla did bring their prices down for a little bit, didn't they? Oh, they have and they still are. Mm. Uh, And Tesla is an absolute master at marketing. So they, I think, have the second highest sales of a particular car in this country. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's the Tesla 3. And they bring the prices down. They know you don't make profit if you don't sell cars. And one of their things is they sell directly to customers. So they don't have to pay 15 or 20% to a car showroom. And that helps them to cut the prices. They don't have the marketing costs of other people. Mr. Musk himself manages to get a lot of publicity for Tesla cars without advertising and therefore they can do it. And if they cut the price and they sell a lot more, then they're happy. Other companies will need to learn from Tesla, I think. Absolutely. All right, so we are going to be looking at prices, the price of electric vehicles, second-hand prices, also the cost of charging an electric vehicle, insuring an EV, its range and the anxiety that comes with it. You know, will I make it to my destination? And also electric vehicle exemptions. But let's focus in on that uh, price tag then, Mrs. Mean, the price of electric vehicles. We are talking more money than just your standard petrol or diesel car here, aren't we? Oh, they have much higher list prices than petrol and diesel equivalents, mostly because they're produced in smaller numbers and use newer, more expensive technology. And of course, if you get a lease, that's going to be more expensive than a petrol car. You know, the most expensive component of an electric car is the battery, and it's still expensive to produce. And that is why the cost of electric cars are higher at the moment. As production processes become more efficient, the prices will come down. And as you said earlier, Tesla has cut prices 
and they increase their sales by doing so. But they are a volume seller of electric cars. Most of the air companies, they sell petrol cars and they sell electric cars. And the petrol ones are their volume sales. And they're just doing what the government wanted them to do by offering electric versions. There are fewer electric cars uh, on the road compared to internal combustion engines. There's 660,000 in the UK. Tiny number, really. Mm. And last year, the plug-in car grant that offered you a discount on electric vehicles came to an end. So that just about half the gap between an electric car and a petrol car. You know, if you've got a home charger and you're going to run it for next to nothing, then it made it viable for a lot of people. There are an awful lot of Teslas in Hayward's Heath. Virtually all my neighbours have got them. I don't know, maybe one person got it and then all the others thought they were good. Mrs. Mead, have you got an electric car yourself, an EV? No, I would like one, but my husband's less converted. Okay, he still likes He's a bit of a petrol head, is he, your husband? Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. But overall, as more are made, the prices will come down. But sales to private individuals fell in September 14% compared to September a year ago. Now, that is quite something. That's when all cars were increasing in sales. So company car drivers, there's a lower tax bill than for petrol. But ordinary private car drivers, Mm. you don't get any advantages. Well, you do with the um, charging costs, but overall, I'm going into that in a minute. The exemption for vehicle excise duty, car tax, and um, exemption for congestion charge, they're coming to an end in less than two years. This is coming when car manufacturers are supposed to be selling eight out of ten cars as battery or hydrogen powered by 2030. How are they going to do it? Well, we have to hope that prices will come down. Because at the moment, if the incentives are being taken away, the only people that I can see that electric vehicles would appeal to are those that want to save the planet. Yeah, that's worthy. And we need to cut our carbon emissions. But a lot of that's down to industry and a lot of that's down to not opening new oil fields and things like that. I know a lot of the carbon emissions come from the house households, but overall, we need an incentive. And um, second-hand prices, that is not a, an incentive. You bought your car, an electric car, a couple of years ago, the second-hand price was quite expensive, but they've fallen quite a bit. So nearly new electric vehicles might have dropped by between 30 and 50% in the last 12 months. One of the reasons for this is Tesla cutting its prices. So people say, well, I could get a Tesla for the price of um, that second-hand car. I might as well get a new Tesla and have the full warranty. That's one of the things. And also the cost of insurance, etc., have gone up. Also, there have been a lot more used electric cars on the second-hand market. And I think that's because people who've got an electric car, probably better off motorists than many, they've gone for the latest one. You know, when they advertise them now, it's the range has gone up. And therefore, people who are using electric car a lot may want to go for the latest one and get a few more miles for their um, for their charging. The average price of a year-old petrol car has risen by 0.6% in the same time that they've gone up to 50% for electric cars. Now, there are some cars that still maintain their value, but you really, if you're wanting to get a second-hand electric car, you need to make sure that its battery and everything is absolutely tickety-boo. 
And I think there is nervousness about, has this electric car been hammered? Will I end up having to buy a new battery a few months in? Probably find it's cheaper to buy a new car than to buy the battery for us, yeah. So there are lots of things to consider. Anybody who either has an electric car or is thinking about getting one has to do an awful lot of homework to work out whether it's value for them. Absolutely. You're listening to the Mrs Mean Money Show podcast, all about electric vehicles today. Uh, Still to come, uh, the cost of charging an electrical vehicle, insuring one. Uh, Range anxiety. Will I get to Scotland and back? (laughs) And electric vehicle exemptions. Um, The cost of charging then, uh, Mrs Mean, uh, the cost of charging does vary, doesn't it, if you're going to do it publicly? If you've got one of those charging units actually installed at home by the manufacturer, maybe not so complicated for you, but the the cost does vary from place to place, doesn't it? It absolutely does. If you're running a 100% electric vehicle, you can do it for as little as 9p per mile, where an average petrol car will cost you 16 pence per hour. So that is really very useful. But charging a car at home will always be your most convenient and cheapest option, particularly if you've got solar panels, because that reduces the cost overall Mm. and if you charge at home you're paying five percent vat on your electricity if you use one of the public chargers it's 20 percent vat so that's already an extra cost for you installing a home charger costs about a thousand pounds some are available at lower prices Overall, you can get generally about 220 miles for an average electric vehicle. So that means at nine pence per mile, it costs you £18.84 for a full charge. Now, a full charge isn't the same as, I don't know how many miles I get for my car, but it's more than 220 miles. So you've got really complicated sums to do. Average driver travels 6,800 miles per year, about 19 miles a day, costs £582 with an electric car. Average cost of electricity, 27 pence per kilowatt hour at the moment, probably going up in January. So it's overall, you've got to look at the price. That's your home price. As I say, VAT is only 5% on home, 20% elsewhere. A number of UK supermarkets still offer free electric vehicle charging. Some Sainsbury's branches, Aldi and Asda do. So really, if you've got an electric vehicle, Mm. it's worth checking where near to you has free charging how many chargers they've got. Apparently, the real prizes are the Sainsbury chargers that do 22 kilowatt charging stations. It means you can do it quickly. Supermarkets are useful because you can do your shopping while it's charging. Standard price of public charging is now 48.3p per kilowatt hour. So that's a good 20p more than doing it at home. On average, you'll pay £1,029 per year to charge in public, but you've got to check the charges near you because they vary so much. Also another consideration, some workplaces that have an electric fleet will offer free charging to their staff. It's worth finding out. It almost might be worth moving to a company that has free electric charging. It cuts your costs. It's a very different discipline. I think if you move over to electric, and a friend of mine has done this in the last couple of years. He's got a Tesla. And he says it's a completely different discipline because, you you know, you have to plot your route. He's got the Tesla app. It tells him if he wants to go up to Manchester to work, which he frequently does, it tells him the best route with the most chargers on that route. You've got the charge 
charging if you do get to a destination. If you get to a supermarket, you've got to wait. As you say, a great way of utilizing your time is to do a bit of shopping. But, you know, if you're not at a supermarket, you're a service station, you just have to relax for a little while, half an hour, have a bite to eat, have a cup of coffee or whatever. It's a different discipline, totally different discipline with electric driving. Are you driven by a desire to create change? Dive into From Passion to Purpose, where we unlock the stories of nonprofit trailblazers. Get inspired as leaders share invaluable tips and transformative tales that empower you to make a lasting impact in your community. Tune in and ignite your passion into purpose today. Even with petrol, you have to map out, I don't know where you are, what petrol's like, but it varies by six or seven pence mm. a litre where I am. So in Haywards Heath, it tends to be more expensive than the roads out going towards Lewis or Brighton or oh. Tunbridge Wells. So you don't want to travel somewhere to fill your car. And the same is with electric. You don't want to be travelling across town, you know, on your way home yeah. ah, from work that one's cheap, I'll do it now. And for a lot of people, it is cheaper to have your own if you have a driveway or a garage. And I know of um, people where they share a charger. Neighbours, only one has the charger and they have worked out what it costs or whatever so that they share the cost of that. And you've got to really plan ahead. Do your homework as well if you're going to buy an electric car, I think. Understand it. And not only do all the supermarkets charge different rates and have different chargers, 22 kilowatt, 50 kilowatt, 7 kilowatt, Mm. 7 kilowatt, I think you're there all day, some 75 kilowatt, and they can be very cheap. It's not just which supermarket you've got to check, what they charge. And some supermarkets will charge less between 8pm and 7.59am. That's a 4p reduction per unit. You've got to do the math. Well, we've all got used to doing the math with our home heating, etc. And now we've got to do it with our cars if we want an electric one. Waitrose, apparently, its 50 kilowatt model at the moment will get your car to 50% full or charged for just £16. That may change, but it's that sort of thing. You look and you Mm. find out what it's going to cost and how long it's going to take you. 40 minutes still seems a long time to me to get half full or half charged. And that's why having a charger at home is probably the best thing because you get home and you relax. But you've got to pay the £1,000 or so to get it installed to start with. It's all about saving money. The Mrs Mean Money Show podcast series. We're taking a look today at electric vehicles. So lots to consider if you're going to get an electric vehicle, even the insurance, Mrs Mean. On average, electric cars are more expensive to insure, aren't they? Yeah. It will depend on the model and obviously the initial Mm. price, but the Association of British Insurers reckons it costs on average 27% more to insure an electric car than a petrol or diesel version of the same car. So you're comparing the absolute model. Some insurers have actually refused to insure electric vehicles recently. John Lewis has stopped covering electric vehicles for the time being. They may bring it back, but Mm. they've just said the technology is too new. They haven't got enough experience because they all work out how much they're going to charge us by how many accidents and how many claims they have. And they're reassessing that. Aviva stopped earlier this year, but has now resumed. So you haven't got the full market and you need to really check it out. And um, while insurance for the average vehicle rose 21% in the year to June, in the year to September, 
Figures don't quite marry up, but the year to September, electric vehicle insurance increased by 72%, which is quite a lot. A Jaguar F-Pace costs an average of £801 a year, the electric version 27% more. One advantage, most electric vehicles have a warranty for four years, whereas a standard car probably has two or three years. One of the problems that the market and the insurers think is the cost of repairing batteries if they're damaged. They can get damaged if you drive too fast over a speed bump, or that is yeah. what people worry about. Whether they do, electric cars are 300 to 500 grams heavier than petrol. The additional weight, I'm told, can mean more damage in a crash. AXA had some statistics out last year that said electric vehicles crashed 50% more than traditional vehicles. And some of the insurance doesn't cover the charging cables or the charger. You may be sued by somebody who trips over your cable if you have a cable running from your home to your car. But what I would say, the Nissan Leaf, the Smart 4.4, Smart 4.4 Passion, sorry, and the Renault Twizy Color are all cheaper than average petrol cars to insure. So do the homework. You really have to work out. The insurers can't create risk assessments without historical data. Hmm. One thing in their favour, according to statistics from the Highway Lost Data Institute in America, is that electric cars aren't stolen as often. They found that Tesla vehicles are about 90% less likely to be stolen than the average car. It's probably because the thief doesn't know where they can charge them. I don't know. They're also more likely to be recovered because the thief runs out of charge and they have to abandon the car because they don't know how necessarily how to recharge a car. So that's an advantage, I suppose. Really, if you've got an electric car, really don't want to go for auto. No car you should go with auto renew because the premiums change so much and the insurance companies may have different experience. So you really need to do your research mm. 30, 28 days out from renewal time to see what the charge is going to be and to find out who is going to be charging you least of all for it. Because generally speaking, car insurance won't cover you for the failure of a battery, but it wouldn't cover you if your brake pads or your clutch wear out. So you've got to just check. They will cover you if your battery is accidentally damaged or catches fire. Some drivers choose to buy their vehicle outright, but lease their battery from a specialist provider. That way, if the battery loses power or whatever, they swap them over. Every time they go to the lease place, they get a different battery. It's not theirs, Mm. and they're kept up to snuff. So it is one consideration if you're going to use a car a lot and you have a leasing place close to you. Because, again, with all these things, it's about how easy it is to charge your car, to run it on a long journey, Mm. etc., and as you were saying earlier, range anxiety. Well, this is going to come on to this. Yeah, range yeah. anxiety. It's all well and good having an electric car. And uh, you're driving along, maybe not in a Tesla, but something else. I'm sure all the other models and uh, manufacturers have, have now plotted their routes, uh, the easiest route to take without a particular uh, model of car, so as you can charge it. But um, I'd be forever looking at that range indicator in the, in the car, thinking, will I make it to the next charger? There is that involved, isn't there? And also, there is the fact that at certain times, and I don't know whether it was Christmas last year or Christmas the year before, there were lots of pictures in the newspapers of queues of people. They've checked out that there's going to be a charging point at 
I don't know, one part on the route and all of them are stopped and waiting for it. And, you know, if it takes 30, 40 minutes to charge, you may be sitting there for two hours waiting for your Possibly turn. longer, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you're checking whether there is a charger, check whether there's more than one at the spot. We all know what it's like to run out of petrol, although I think we do it less now than we used to. It's no longer clear cut that it'd be cheaper to charge your electric vehicle than to fill up with petrol. You know, I think the hybrids work because people can fill up Mm. with petrol and get home, and that removes the anxiety. There are tax-cutting salary sacrifice schemes offered by companies that will improve probably the cost of your car. Tesla did cut the price of the Model 3 and the Model Y, and that means that People say, oh, well, if I buy one now, will they cut it again? And therefore, Mm. the second-hand value will go down. But since the start of summer, the industry says that the values have started to stabilise. August saw the smallest downward movement in second-hand cars. I'm trying to be even-handed here, but they were more favourable couple of years ago than they are now i think overall you know it is good to drive electric but you've got to be aware of what you're getting into you've got to be aware that there is it is more costly overall there are things to bear in mind with the charging and the exemptions brings us nicely onto the electric vehicle exemptions uh, mrs mean evs are exempt from low emission and clean air zone charges but that could be taken away couldn't it it could be, but, you know, the ULES charge is for older cars and there won't be many old electric cars, so they should be OK. But it's the things that are being taken away. You know, car tax, there wasn't any for electric vehicles. That comes to an end in 2025. Congestion charge, if you're travelling through London a lot, that is free. I think, is that £12.50 a day? Yeah, £12.50, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you're travelling through London every day, come April 2025, you'll be incurring a lot more. I suppose a lot of people like to research cars before they buy them. I find cars quite boring, I'm afraid. (laughs) Uh, There is a lot of information out there. The Energy Saving Trust has lots of information and it has a guide on the best practices for charging your electric vehicle. But it's a difficult market. And the fact that fewer people are buying electric vehicles suggests that something has to be done to incentivize us to buy them. Absolutely right. Uh, that website uh, that you've mentioned, energysavingtrust.org.uk, energysavingtrust.org.uk. Some good advice on that website. Mrs. Mean, thanks so much. If there's one takeaway from today's podcast on electric vehicles, what would that be? Do your homework, I guess. It is. It, you've got to research chargers locally, research the cost of charging at home, check insurance costs and It's research before you buy, but all these figures are changing all the time. So you just need to keep an eye open. And we do for petrol, so it's it's not as bad as it sounds. You know, you come home and you say, oh, petrol's only so-and-so at so-and-so, and and you tell your neighbours. But overall, you've got to do your research, do it online, you don't have to go and view it, but make sure you get the best deal possible. And if you live near a Sainsbury's that has a free charging point, use it. Grab it, rabbit. Grab it, absolutely right. Uh, As my friend Steve, who drives a Tesla, says, it is a different way of driving. It's a different discipline. That's what you've got to be aware of when you drive electric. Thanks for that, Mrs. Mean. Some great advice, as always. If you've got any questions, any points you want to put uh, to us on any of the podcasts, and today's included on uh, driving electric, you can get in touch with me. 
Mrs Mean via the website. It's mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk, or one word, mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk. There's a contact the show button at the top of the page. You can also uh, access all the back catalogue uh, podcasts as well. Our recent one, Winning the Rental Battle, uh, that's getting some good download numbers. Don't Be Ripped Off was a very popular one as well. Beware of credit card offers. These are more recent podcasts we've got for you. Uh, save £200 in less than an hour. Get ready for winter. Uh, winter, of course, approaching. Don't be fooled by loyalty. Some great uh, money-saving tips and advice in our uh, back catalogue. And Mrs Mean, we do like to hear from uh, our dear listeners on any ideas they've got. Absolutely. I'm planning to do another question and answer session based on what listeners want to know about. And so I welcome any questions that I get in the next week or so. Okay, you have been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. Tell your friends, tell your family, subscribe. You'll be notified every time a new episode is available. Mrs. Mean, you're looking mean. Stay that way, won't you? Of course. You've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. If you have a suggestion for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, head over to mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk and get in touch via the Contact the Show button. Join us next time. And don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series. And be sure to hit the subscribe button. Mm-hmm.